Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Welcome to Saturdays in the Southeast. This is a show for everyone. We have tips, we have tricks, some footy, and you'll even hear what's happening in the Southeast. Health and wealth is important to us here on Saturdays in the Southeast, and we want you our listeners to learn along the way, just like us. This is a show for everyone. We have tips, tricks, and of course, some footy. On today's show, we're going to be joined by the former Brisbane Lions skipper, Dane Zorko. Barry Wilkinson from SW Brokerage will pop by. Shale Caranda, an ultra-marathon runner and physio, a jack of all sorts, will pop by. We'll also have a preview of the weekend action. I'm Jack Fulham. I'm filling in for Jason Matthews, and but the real star of the show, Jake Edwards. Thanks for joining us this morning. Well, mate, I think we need to get the great man on the phone because I've got a really good hunch that he might be at Live. He's blowing off this to head down to Live Golf. Every chance that's the case. And as bad as he is at golf, he still thinks he can be around those people and perform better. Probably not going to help. Now, I, SEN, we are partners with Live Golf. We will be broadcasting it. And if anyone wants to tune in from Live Golf, starting from 12 p.m. today, you head to the SEN app, uh, SENQ. We will have it tomorrow afternoon live on 693. But Jason Matthews was very dirty that he wasn't uh, given one of SEN's spots in the Live Pro-Am. I'll tell you what, if he's there... He didn't get to play. If, if SEN have got the rights to do the broadcast, if Jason's there, pulls out a golf club and swings it in front of anyone, <laughs> SEN aren't going to have the broadcast next year, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not going to happen. So hopefully he keeps the sticks in the bag if he's down in Adelaide. If not, um, I hope he's uh, I hope he's having a good time. Now, Jake, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, it's been busy with work, uh, Jack, to be honest. Um, the agency's going really well, contrary to what most people think. There's a lot more buyer activity out there with property. So since the last interest rate hold, what we've seen is more people wanting to buy, which obviously is really good for, for us and what we do here as buyer's agents and supporting clients purchase property. So it's been a very busy week. It is crazy, isn't it? With all these interest rate rises that are meant to put a break on discretionary spending and, you know, try and make people a little bit more conservative and, and put the handbrake on inflation, that you're actually seeing more people get out and about. And Yeah, we are. We, you know, opens are, are strong. Uh, our inquiries are really strong. People are reaching out, wanting support in buying their, their next home. And we've got buyers there. We've got the sellers there. I still think that sellers in to bring their expectations down slightly. We can get a few more deals done. So hopefully um, we can uh, get it done this weekend. So after this, I've got an auction down in yeah. Tweed Heads and hopefully we can, uh, we can knock that one over. And if you're a younger person or a first prospective first home buyer going to these auctions, mm. what are some you know, tips, tricks, so you don't leave those auctions just empty handed and kind of regretting your life? Well, the first step is do your due diligence. Mm. Make sure that you've got all the contracts prepared. You understand what it is that you're buying before you put any numbers or you put your paddle in the air. It's very important that people understand that when that hammer drops at auction, you own it. Yep. There's no going back. <laughs> so you need to have your finances sorted, everything ready. The the, the other advice, bit of advice I would give is that be patient at the auction. Hold off. They'll try and cause some manic around the bidding. Yep. So you just want to take a deep breath and wait to the very end. The ideal scenario for an auction is one bid win. Uh, that's in, in my experience. So 
wait to the very end, ask the question, is it on market? Are we selling today? Yep. Get that communication from the auctioneer and then go in strong at that point. Now, as well as being, uh, well, one of the great, uh, one of the great brokers, buyers agents, <laughs> You're also keeping yourself in pretty good nick and uh, running around at local AFL level for Cooparoo. Yeah, the Kings. Yeah, we're 3-0. We've had a great start to the year, yeah. uh, which is really exciting. And, um, yeah, Matty Suckling has been away for a couple of weeks too. We get him back hopefully uh, Former next Former Hawthorne weekend. and Dogs. That's the one. Matt Suckling. With yeah, Premiership One of player. the most lethal left boots in the business. We'll actually get him on the show one, uh, one week. But, uh, yeah, the boys are going well. We've actually got one of the guests on today, Shale, that I play footy with. We actually call him the Ferrari. Uh, he's a he's a young young lad who's probably one of the quickest, fastest players I've ever seen. Pull on a pair of boots, but he'll be in here uh, today to talk to us about his fitness journey. And as uh, well as the blistering speed, he's also runs ultra marathons. Yeah, it's insane. Like this guy will literally run ten kilometres on a Saturday morning and then rock up at twelve o'clock, prepare himself to play a game of football in what I consider to be a, a very strong league. Hmm. Well, I'm actually really keen to get his thoughts because as someone that is over 30 and has a sloppy rig, running <laughs> just always seems so hard. I want to get some tips and tricks to actually make it easier. Well, it shows you, man, because he's a physio as well. So hmm. he'll be able to back it up with some credentials, no doubt. Uh, there's another thing that's happened recently with Will Schofield. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Yeah, the... Former West Coast Eagles defender, Will Schofield. Yes, hmm. he's announced that he's coming out of retirement now seen in the AFL, the West Coast Eagles, they have been just decimated by injuries. Yeah. It's a real World War II casualty ward down there at the Eagles. and Put his hand up. Their, their waffle team, their reserve grade for people in, in Queensland, they got belted by 169 points. <laughs> That's a tough day. <laughs> Last weekend against West Perth. So Will Schofield, he's a couple of years out of the game. He's put his hand up and said, I'll, I'll come back and play for you. It, it's pretty selfless to help out your old club. It's selfless, but it could be quite stupid because mm. I think Sunday morning he'll be regretting his decision quite, quite bad. The way he'll pull up. Mm. I'm not sure when's the last <laughs> time he went for a run or he had a kick of the football, but if he's literally going from his podcast, putting the boots on Saturday morning, not getting paid a dollar, <laughs> wake up Sunday morning, uh, he'll, he'll require a few ice baths, Jack, no doubt. Well, he has implored people that think he still hasn't got it to go and uh, check out his Strava profile because he reckons he's putting together some pretty good numbers on Strava. Which, okay. uh, you know, for people listening out there that don't know what Strava is, it is a, a GPS run-keeping app. It's basically like the Facebook of, um, of fitness. There's a few boys, actually, that I'm playing with now that have got that, and they tuck mm. this little device in their jocks <laughs> while they're playing. Oh, is, really? Is that, is that what it is? It, it, Oh, Strava's just an app on your on your phone, but you can get it connected to your Garmin watch. You can have it um, even with the, the GPS bracelets. You can get it on anything, but it connects up to your phone and basically just Does gives a, a track of, of how you've been running we and, and where you've been running. We might ask Shale that question because I, I know I've, last weekend, a few of the boys were talking about it. This little must be like a, a little um, gigabyte thing. I'm not sure what you call it, <laughs> but um, they had it tucked in their jocks and it, yeah, it spits the information to their phone so they know how far they've run. But it has got us thinking here at Saturdays in the Southeast HQ of unlikely comebacks, things that you just didn't expect to see. I didn't expect to see 35-year-old Will Schofield, who was pretty beaten up by the end of his AFL career, uh, putting his hand up to basically go and play semi-professional sport again. Uh, Jake, is there any, any in your time that, you know, seen blokes just wheel themselves out of retirement 
Oh, geez. During my time at Carlton, there wasn't many. I think most blokes were looking forward to retirement <laughs> the way we were playing in that during that kind of early 2000 era. But, uh, I mean, during that COVID period, we had a couple of years off down yep. in Victoria. So not a lot of blokes come back to local footy um, and got back involved. But uh, a couple of uh, comebacks. So, I mean, there's there's many, many over history that have, have done it and done it quite mm. well. Um, but, uh, yeah, not too sure, mate, in terms of recent times other than Will. So hopefully it goes well. Yeah, well, one of my favourites, uh, and it gets wheeled out around state of origin time every year, is the iconic story of Elfie Langer, who was oh, yeah. playing over in England, you know, at the tail end of his career, pretty pretty much cooked as a footballer, and gets the SOS call from Wayne Bennett to come back for game three of the 2001 state of origin series and puts on an absolute masterclass and basically just sails off into the sunset. Well, that's why he's the mayor of Queensland, to be honest. He absolutely yeah. is. Uh, so... Will Schofield, that's what you got to live up to. <laughs> Good luck, mate. <laughs> no, no doubt Will will be listening. But as we said at the top of the show, we've got a, a jam-packed lineup. Dane Zorko is going to join us next. We managed to track him down. He's in Canberra ahead of the Brisbane Lions and GWS game this afternoon. Uh, and to get some time with him on game day as well, Jake, that's uh, it, it's pretty impressive because we know you've been in that high-performance system, how busy game days are and as an elite athlete, how much you need to focus. So the fact that Zorks is going to take some time out of his very busy day on game day, it, it, it must take an impact. Uh, we're very grateful. I mean, mm. obviously he's a part of the SEN family here, he so he puts his hand up every chance that he gets. Uh, but, yeah, being I wasn't around that elite system too long, Jack, but I didn't get the experience to probably what he has had. But... Some blokes prepare very differently. This, you know, maybe it's a bit of a, a bit of a side mental thing for for him, and he might play a pretty good game today. You never know. So if he he does play well, don't know, we'll just take the credit. Yeah. Um, taking his mind off the game, and you know, he'd probably come out kick three and have thirty. So not sure what he's paying for first goal, but I might have a, a cheeky cheeky green on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if he does. Play well, has 30 touches, kicks the first goal, then he becomes a regular guest. He will. <laughs> it's because of us. Huge show coming up. Saturdays in the southeast. We'll be back after this. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. NAB AFL Kick is back. Register at play.afl slash auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Welcome back to Saturdays in the Southeast. Now our next guest. He does deserve the big introduction, Jakey. 234 AFL games, 220 AFL goals and counting. I think he's going to get a few this weekend. Five Merritt Murray medals as the best and fairest for the Brisbane Lions and an All-Australian in 2017 Dane Zorko, the former skipper, thank you for giving us some time this morning. No problems at all, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a nice introduction, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, well, deserved. Very well deserved. He's almost as good as my five really good games at Carlton there, Jack. You've done pretty well, Dane. Good on your career, mate. Hey, um, you've just come off the back of Gather Round. Uh, what was your thoughts of Adelaide? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I thought the AFL did a fantastic job of setting it all up and organising it. I mean... We were fortunate enough to play out at Mount Barker, and it was a stunning um, facility. We obviously did a, a clinic out there as well, where the kids were able to come down and get some stuff signed, and few of the boys uh, yeah, took them for took them through their paces. But um, yeah, I thought all in all, it was a, it was a great success. I know we certainly enjoyed our time uh, over there. So uh, look, it's great that they've got it for another three years. I think they did a fantastic job with it, and um, 
looking forward to doing it all again next year. Now, Zorks, you go from one really cold place in Adelaide to another in Canberra. Um, we spoke to Lincoln McCarthy, or Patton Heels did earlier in the week, where he said that he's just demanded that the property steward have a long sleeve Guernsey ready to go for him at all times. <laughs> Will we ever see Dane Zorko in the long sleeves, especially now that you're not skipper and you don't have a reputation for toughness to uphold? Have you seen his guns? There's no, there's no, way, there's no way he's hiding those guns. Yeah, no, nah, you're right, Jake. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I hope the fans have seen them. Uh, working hard on them. Uh, I will, at some point, wear a long sleever. I don't know when it'll be. It may even be uh, this weekend, maybe. But uh, all in all, I can't complain with the weather that uh, Canberra's thrown up at us so far. I mean, it's been stunning here. So um, we've been very fortunate the last two weeks where we've had really good conditions and hopefully that uh, continues on its path. So, Dane, you had a solid win uh, last week, mate, against North Melbourne. How's the team looking leading into the clash against GWS? Yeah, I thought it was a real um, confidence-boosting win. I thought, uh, once again, it was built off the back of our pressure and our ability to really um, pressure their ball carriers and, and force them into uncharacteristic mistakes. And um, GWS play a very similar way to what North Melbourne do. Uh, and we need to bring that um, exact same pressure and, and that sort of um, defensive mindset to our game to be, uh, you know, obviously a really good chance of winning. But, um, yeah, last two weeks, I think we've been able to kick a kick a nice score. And, um, as I said, that's built majority of the times off the back of our um, really solid defensive effort. So we'll need to do that again. Now, Zork, Zach Bailey plays game 100 for the Lions against GWS yeah. this afternoon, actually. Uh, in the last few years, he's really emerged as a clutch player for you guys. He's kicked some big goals and some big moments, still only 23 years old, entering the prime of his career. Uh, what do you think he's going to achieve in his next 100 games, mate? Oh, I don't want to put a ceiling on it, but it could be pretty <laughs> exciting, I reckon. Uh, I mean, he was asleep for the first three years of his career, so the fact that he's... Uh, <laughs> The fact he's reached 100 games so quickly, and I think you've just started to see the impact he's starting to have on games. I mean, last year he had a real breakout season for mine. The year before that, you could see it building, and and now he's just constantly working on how he can be more consistent in his games. And I've been fortunate enough to to help with Zach's development and mentor him through certain things, and um, not only on the football field but off with uh, obviously our golf games going so terribly together. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the ceiling really is um, unlimited for him, and I'm just super proud that he's uh, he's stuck with it. He's extremely um, diligent as to how he goes about it. Um, he's such a well-respected player in our team, and obviously brings that incredible excitement factor that you know all our fans love. So, yeah, next hundred games and, and more, I reckon, will uh, will certainly be uh, pretty special from Zach. Now, Jack, a couple of years ago, oh, about 18 months ago now, I helped Zach buy his house in Camp Hill. Uh, it's a nice little property yep. there. So he's uh, he's not doing too bad, mate. Yeah, Jack, uh, any, amenit- any amenities in the house? You know, nice pool room, well, he's, he's hot got a no- tub. He's got a nice bit of land there in Camp Hill. I won't tell you where it is for <laughs> privacy reasons, but um, he's on a good wicket. Uh, in the next couple of years, he'll be, he'll be cashing in there, no doubt. But, hey, uh, Zane, you, you mentioned... The, the golf game there, a couple of things. Who's mm. who's useless? Who's absolutely useless at the footy club but with the stick in hand? And <laughs> who's most likely to be watching uh, live this weekend in in Adelaide? Well, that's the first one. Uh, all of us will probably be watching live, I reckon, this weekend. 
unbelievable that we're able to get mm. the best golfers in the world or some of the best golfers in the world um, to our shores. I think that's absolutely awesome. So, yeah, we'll certainly be tuning in, whether that's on SEN or whether that's uh, going to be on the screens of seven. Um, I'm sure the boys will find a way. Uh, worst golfer? Take your pick, mate. You go through the list and you'll find <laughs> plenty of them. So, it's, the, the, uh, it's not from a um, lack of effort, though. The boys, you know, they certainly apply a bit of time to their game and they try their absolute hardest. But unfortunately, some just don't get any better. Um, and Zach Bailey's definitely one of them. Hey, now moving forward and we talk about young blokes, uh, Ashcroft, Will, how's he going? Um, yeah. And do you think he's definitely found his feet leading into um, this early stage of the, the year? Yeah, he's. Um, I feel like he's around the club and certainly during games, he's starting to feel a lot more comfortable and starting to be himself a little bit. There's obviously massive expectations uh, coming in and obviously he's what we've already seen from him has been sensational and I know him. He, he sets extremely high standards of himself, and um, I think now he's really starting to develop into a. Um, I wouldn't say he was not a mature player, but he he certainly feels like he's he's starting to piece it all together and understand what he needs to do game day, where he needs to be. Um, he's, he's learning multiple roles at the moment as well. He's obviously playing forward. He's he's been dominant in the inside, but obviously. One thing that we really pride ourselves on is being dual position players. So he's he's had to, I guess, you know, keep moulding his game in his early career. But he's going to be set for a, a very, very, very good um, career. Now, Zorks, one of our partners here on Saturdays in the southeast is AFL Queensland, and it'd be remiss of us not to mention that your uh, career really kicked off in the, the AFLQ. You dominated that competition for what four years? Was it four years in a row that you were league best and fairest? Uh, uh, just club, yep, club best and fairest, yep, down at Bull Beach. Just club best and fairest before finally uh, getting your shot in the AFL. Yeah, but obviously extremely grateful that um, I was able to string, string a couple of really good seasons together at Bull Beach, and then you know, I guess I played a a breakout game for me in a in a in a Queensland match in WA over over in the West, and and that sort of was in front of a few Brisbane Lions recruiters, and then from there I guess uh, they saw a little bit in me and. When I knew they were going to take me, I just wanted to do everything possible to to not only make it in the AFL, but you know have a good career. And I feel like I've uh, you know certainly set myself up to do that. And um, you know hopefully there's still a little bit more left in me. Now, do you still keep a track of the QAFL um, Zorks and and keep an eye on talent emerging from Queensland? Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course, I was checking Broad Beach score uh, scores and. Um, there's, uh, you know, a couple of really good kids now that are uh, obviously getting on the uh, Gold Coast Suns list and, and, and right in their, um, in their wheelhouse. So uh, I think AFL on the Gold Coast itself is growing significantly. It is in Queensland, to be honest with you. It's absolutely booming at the moment. And we've got a plethora of talent coming through and, and that's all fed by the quaffle and the standard that that's um, at at the moment, which is extremely high. Righto, Zorks. We're just going to take a quick look back at last week, mate, with the AFLQ with some results, and then we'll look forward to this weekend and uh, just pop up, mate, if you've got any uh, tips on any of the clubs or any insights. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Let SW Brokerage help you meet your financial goals. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. 
Welcome back to Saturdays in the Southeast, where we talk all things health, wealth, and even a little bit of footy. Joining us now in the studio, Barry Wilkinson from SW Brokerage. Barry, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, the phones blew up last time, after the last time we had you mm. on the show, Baz. The request mm. to get you back was immense. Oh, mate, I feel blessed. Uh, it was probably the lie that you were telling me, telling them about my football career. <laughs> I copped a lot of uh, criticism and laugh from uh, from many people, mate. Oh, it depends how you look at it, mate. But we're here today to talk about refinancing. So you're the right man to talk to. So tell us about it uh, and what is refinancing, mate. Uh, it's a it's a great topic today that I'm I'm, I'm actually really energetic to uh, to discuss about refinancing because it's the flavour of the month and it has been for the last twelve months because we've got high interest rates, but. Refinancing basically is you taking your loan away from one bank to give it to another. Uh, it allows you to change the terms and agreements with one bank you originally had when you took out the loan and set up new terms and new conditions with the new bank. Um, it can also help with you know reducing your repayments per month. Um, it can also help you pay off your home loan sooner because you're reducing the, the rates that you're on. Um, and it's something that tends to happen every three to 3.5 years for Aussies that take out a house, a home loan, I should say. Um, and especially in this market at the moment. So directly, mate, why would someone refinance? It's to save money, isn't it? Yeah. Well, mate, this one really excites me actually, but yes, it's to save money, but also there's many aspects to it though. Uh, Jake, it's, it's refinancing can also allow you to, to, to debt consolidate the predominant ones when you refinance your loan, you know, you're getting a better rate, securing a cheaper repayment, debt consolidation, home renovations, wealth accumulation, and also improving cash flow. And, and would you believe cosmetic surgery is also a thing? Cosmetic? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Keep that away from the missus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, but mate, you know, like getting a cheaper rate, um, I know at SW Brokerage, we've done that for the last, you know, the last 12 months, and we've saved clients up to about 480000 Wow. Uh, just an in interest, um, but also debt consolidation. That's one big thing that you're finding at the moment, purely because people are trying to consolidate credit cards, car loans, because interest rates have gone up, not just with the residential, it goes up across the board. Mm. Um, plus you've added like inflation with food, uh, fuel. So you're seeing that quite predominant at the moment. Um, and it can be quite dangerous, which I'll speak to you about uh, later on. But, mm. mate, those are your top five to top six. That's why people refinance. Yeah. Mm. Just a, a question on the fly here, Barry. Um, do you have a recent example of a client over the last couple of months that they've called you in a bit of stress with their mortgage and wanted to refinance and you've been able to save them? Some money? Well, look, it happens on a weekly basis, Jake, especially within the business. But yeah, look, I, I certainly do. Um, you know, we debt consolidated uh, a couple of clients with two credit cards. It was about 10 grand. They had a car loan. It was only small. Um, once we wrapped all that up into one one debt, it would have saved them about 1600 bucks per month. Wow. Right? Just in repayments. Now, you're putting it into the mortgage, which, which essentially means you're putting a, um, a depreciating asset into the home loan because you've got the equity. Um, it is. It does make one big repayment, but yeah, mate, we, we, could, we normally would save up to about a thousand bucks per month for the average client once they debt consolidate. Mm, that's huge. Saturdays in the Southeast, we're joined in studio by Barry Wilkinson from SW Brokerage. Grow your wealth with our trusted financial specialist at SW Brokerage. That's the SWB way. Now, Barry, what should people consider before refinancing their loans? Yeah, look, it's a, another good question because it's a lot of things that people don't really go over. 
Um, number one, you know, once you refinance, if you take a loan for say 30 years and you refinance, um, and you've got, you've been in it for five years. So technically you've got 25 years left. If you refinance, typically banks will put you back over a 30 year term. So you're extending your debt, mm -hmm. which therefore increases the repayments on interest that you're paying. So that's one thing that people have to be really, really wary of. Number two, making sure that that bank that the broker or that you align with has got your financial appetite for you as a consumer at the same time. Um, but those are probably the biggest things that people don't really realize. They're, they're extending the debt again after refinancing or debt consolidation. Now, Barry, another question on the fly for you. Yep. I saw during the week that the parliament taking the rising of interest rates out of the hands of the RBA, will that make any difference in monetary policy in this country or do you Mate, think it's a bit of a beat up? That is on the fly. Um, I yeah. actually think that this is going to create a lot more hysteria because essentially what the RBA are doing, they're splitting it into two boards, one monetary and one which is your policy. So the RBA hasn't changed its interior for the last 30 years and it only tends to hire within, which, you know, is a good thing, but also a bad thing. So it can become mundane. It can become nothing new, innovative comes. But to answer your question, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think that we'll see a lot of hysteria because it might sound that they don't have um, their their house in order. Yep. But if you look uh, what's happened around the world, once governments do this with their monetary policies, it actually works out to be probably one of the best options. So I think it's great. I think we'll see smaller and uh, smaller uh, increase and smaller reductions in interest rates moving forward. There you have it. Big tick for the I new RBA think, structure. I think it's a great, I actually think it was a fantastic move mm. personally, because everyone's suffering. You know, we can't just have this interest rate rises and think it's going to cure it. It actually is not just increasing interest rates. It's inflation at the same time. So basically, mum and dad's listening out there. How hard is it to actually get started in refinancing? What, what's oh, the first step they need to do? Look, there's a lot of pros as well, Jake, mm -hmm. you know, like getting it all refined back into one debt, um, refinancing the credit card. You know, I know that I'll answer your question in a sec, if that's cool, because I do want to talk about the pros. Mm -hmm. Um, the pros are getting it all back into one debt, like a credit card debt could be 11%. Your home loan rate at the moment is 5.5. So getting it all into a cheaper rate, getting it all under one house, then, you know, you can afford to pay it back quicker, getting a better rate, improving your cash flow. Cash flow is king and especially in this environment. So those are the pros and I really would encourage people to not just jump on and Google something. Google the best rate, make sure you position yourself with the right bank, with the right lender, but also look up a good broker, people that have been recommended, look up SW Brokerage. We do it. We do, we're specialists at it. Um, but there's a lot of pros to refinancing. I've done um, over 2,000 to 3,000 applications in my time and refinancing it can give it to the conscious mind at the same time, Jake, where, oh my God, I won't make the same mistake again. Mm. Do you get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like shaking that, you know, 10 grand credit card, mate, takes people years to pay that back sometimes. Yep, yep. So to answer your question, how easy it is, well, it's actually become a lot easier than people think, especially with the... Uh... Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Welcome back to Saturdays in the Southeast. And as it said in the opener, we talk health, wealth, and a little bit of footy. And joining us in the studio is Shale Karanda. 
Here's an ultra marathon runner, a physio, and he plays footy with you at Cooparoo. Jake Shale, thank you for joining us this morning. It's great to be on. He's AKA the Ferrari. The Ferrari. Jack, yeah. we call him. Blistering speed and uh, an elite gas tank, we've heard. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit strange to be, um, I guess, quick on the field and then be able to have some endurance to be able to run the longer distances, like ultra marathon stuff. So you're a rare human, mate. That's I know. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I wasn't blessed with either, Jack. So sometimes you've <laughs> got to make do with what you have. And uh, lucky I could uh, I could kick the footy straight. Otherwise, I'm not sure I would have made it in my footy career. But Shale, mate, tell us a little bit about your fitness journey and what got you into becoming an ultra marathon. And explain what that actually is. Yeah. So ultra marathon or ultra distance events are anything longer than 42 Ks. Um, so 42 Ks is your traditional marathon. Um, so events are normally the common events are normally 50 Ks, hundred Ks. And then there are like the hundred mile or 160 K. It just blows your mind. Doesn't it? You're just talking about it as if it's a, it's a run around the park. It's, on a, the it's weekend. a walk in the park. Yeah. Yeah. What's the longest that you've done show? I, I did a hundred last year. Did a hundred. Um, I've done a couple of them. Um, and I'm keen to do a hundred miler um, in the next few years. Um, so that equals to 160 160 k's. 160 k's yeah. yeah. Um, there's actually some events here that are 200 miles. So um, hell. it's 320 k's. It's a it's a fair hike. Now, Shale, I'm not sure if you're across it. There is a story that's emerged this week out of Scotland where a lady had entered an ultra marathon. I've heard. And this. decided that halfway through <laughs> she was going to get in the car for 30 kilometres and. Uh, and then cheap, just rocked up at the, at the finish line it's, in record time. Have you ever considered doing this in one of your runs? Has it I, ever got I that have, painful? And, and it's actually easier than it sounds. Like <laughs> there's not much, like when you're out deep in the bush, yep. there's there's no one really around. So there's no one stopping you um, from hopping in the car and just driving to the next checkpoint and then miraculously just appearing after after like half an hour. But uh, it's um, I heard about that. It's probably... Um, extreme yeah it's a bit extreme yeah um <laughs> nothing i've done before no so when you're doing so that 100 kilometers you did last year yeah. mate, how long did that take you um i did it quite slow actually i was about about 20 hours um i'm doing 100 same event this year and i'm hoping to actually do it in about 12 hours so a bit, bit of a difference um i've been doing a bit of training this year so trying to knock quite a bit of time off um but last year's event was kind of just getting it done. Um, yep. Just, just take me inside the mental yeah. warfare that's happening. It, it's hard. Um, there's lots of moments during the during the event where, where you do want to pull out, um, especially towards the end because um, we start, most events kind of start early morning um, and then you kind of go into the, into the night. Um, and especially in winter time, it get, it gets cold, it gets dark, um, and things go wrong. You fall over. Um, I know for me, my, um, actual like water bladder on the back leaked all over my, um, my clothes. Um, so I was soaked. Um, even my thermals were soaked. So I was, I was freezing. Um, and you look for those little excuses to just, just pull out of the event. Um, yep. so definitely a lot of mental warfare there, um, to try and get through. It's, it's, it's pretty tough. It's, it's Goggin stuff. Yeah, it is. It yeah. Is, it is. Probably not that extreme. Yeah. That man's crazy. But. Now, if we take it right back to the base level, if you're a bloke who's over 30 and has a sloppy rig like me and yeah. struggles to run a couple of <laughs> kilometers, what is the best way to building up a level of fitness, especially with running? So you can go from being struggling to run a couple of kilometers to getting into being able to do five Ks and then onto 10 
What's the best way to build yourself up? Um, start really slow. So there's there's some good um, programs. So Couch to 5K, um, and it splits up um, your week into separate runs. And a lot of it, it starts off with a walk. Um, so you might walk 500 meters and then jog 500 meters. And you do that for a couple Ks. Um, and then each week you kind of, you progress that. So it might be um, walk 200, run 800, um, and then it gets to the point where you're running for a K um, and then it kind of just builds that distance up. So don't be afraid to, um, to start slow. Um, there's nothing wrong with walking um, and especially the, the trail running stuff. Um, I recommend it to anyone. Um, it's a lot of walking involved. Um, so you, a lot of these events, people um, of all ages, so where there's, there's 70, 80 year olds who rock up and just, just walk the event. Um, so Running, it's not only for those really, really fit, um, really active people. That it kind of accommodates for everyone, and especially that trail running scene. You, you see a wide variety of people, so um, I really just get out there, go for a walk. If you feel like going for a little bit of a jog, do that, and then just build up. Start slow. I've got to be honest, Jack. When I look at myself at seventy or eighty, it's in a caravan, getting around Australia, probably having a beer, yeah, enjoying my fish and chips beachside somewhere. It's certainly not walking. A, a few trails. And there's, there's other ways to get, to get fit. Um, if yeah. running, a lot of people can't run, whether they've got dodgy knees or dodgy ankles or whatever, whatever they're carrying. I see that um, in, my, in my line of work as a physio. Um, there's other ways to stay fit. So whether that's swimming, whether that's riding, um, there's, there's many other options. So don't kind of, if you've got a bad knee or a bad hip, don't just kind of roll over and say, oh, that's me done. There, there are ways to stay fit. One of the greatest things I've seen, and I, I really need to go and do it more, is park run. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the, that. The yeah. first time that I went down to park run, and I've only done it three times because I am, I'm lazy. Yeah, and I like fast food. <laughs> at least you, at least you. Admit. But <laughs> when the first time I went down to park run, I thought it was going to be the scariest of people of experiences with people that look like you and look like you, Jake, just shredded rigs. And I'm just going to be there just jiggling all over the place. And I could not have been more surprised about how inclusive a community it is. There's such a wide variety there. And that's actually how I started my running journey. Um, there was a local local park run um, down at Minippi. Um, and it's um, it's 5Ks, if you don't know. Um, it's, it's time, so you, you have an hour to do it. Um, so... If you're walking really, really slow, you can still get the 5Ks done in the in the hour. Mm. Um, so you get people walking with prams, you get people with their dogs, then you get on the other end, you get people who are running it in 15 minutes. So, um, and no one judges, um, and it, it's a great environment. I think if you're if you're a bit nervous about starting out with your running, um, pop down to your local park run. They're everywhere, um, and then just give it a crack and. I reckon you'll get hooked. It's it's great. So we'll just touch on a few of these now, Jack, while everyone is listening on the topic around the park run. So Calvin Grove Park Run, which is every Saturday at 6.30am starting at Bishop Street in Calvert Grove. You've got Stone Corner Park Run every Saturday morning at 7am. Main Beach Park Run every Saturday again at 7am. Uh, Hollandale Park, it's free just to register at parkrun.com.au forward slash register. There's plenty of them. They're everywhere. They are amazing. And even go down to my local one, which is uh, University of Queensland at St. Lucia. Um, run around the uni. It's right next to the river. It, it's very scenic. You'll have a good time. I promise. And probably a good view. Probably do, Jack, down there. Yeah, very good view yeah. down on the uni campus. So, <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Shale, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time no and, and your insights. You 
and playing this uh, playing this afternoon yeah. for Cooperu. Uh yeah, playing this afternoon um, with Jakey. Um, hopefully, it's our, it's our Anzac Day clash, so it's always a it's always a good day. Um, hopefully, we get up and get the win, kick we a will. few snags. It's a big ground out there at Mains. Who's so going to get the big fella over here to sit on the wing? Just kick the ball in his direction somewhere and watch him go to work. So <laughs> we look forward to it. Just a roadrunner type operation. Charles, thank you so much for joining us. This is Saturdays in the Southeast. And before we get out of here, let's have a look at the weekend ahead. Now, Jake, uh, there's a lot of sporting events. We've got AFL, we've got NRL, we've got Live Golf down in Adelaide. What are you most looking forward to watching this weekend? Oh, no doubt, Live Golf. Yeah, I've tuned in yesterday. I'll be tuning in today at some stage, probably in and around quarter time, three-quarter time, seeing who's, uh, who's leading the front. Might have a cheeky little side bet on our local Cam Smith, yep. uh, so hopefully he can get up. But I've been told by Greg Norman listening this morning on the network that if you can't spin the ball backwards, uh, you're going to be no good on the greens down there. So, yeah, we listened to that. We've got the Kings, obviously, this afternoon, the Cooparoo boys. And Sunday I'll be um, – actually, we had Barry on the show. Um, so we're going to um, – I think he sucked me into a bit of landscaping at his place on Sunday. Which oh, you've great. been roped into volunteer duty. I have, yeah. I just tried to play the mate game, and I thought he'd say, don't worry about it. But he said, no, no, I love that. Come along, give me a hand. So, yeah, depends how I pull up after football, I think. See, this is why when I you know, get to the stage where I'm earning enough money, I want to buy just a spare ute that sits in my garage for people <laughs> to borrow at any time. So I don't owe them anything. Come oh. and take the ute whenever you want, but I'm not helping you do landscaping. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I same as you. I'm looking forward to live golf. Now I've heard, I've got it on good authority that Mark Leishman has been dominating in his practice rounds at the Grange Golf Club mm-hmm. during the week uh, from unsubstantiated rumours, but he shot a 63 in practice really? on Tuesday. So he's uh, tearing it up. And if you wanted to have a cheeky flutter and obviously gamble responsibly, get on to Mark Leishman. Also got the Dolphins versus Titans in the NRL. It's the last of the Southeast Queensland derbies. It's the first time that the Dolphins are taking on the Titans. And that's at Suncorp Stadium, 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, which is a, a fantastic time slot. To, it's fantastic for any sport afternoons. Fins up. Fins up. Fins I think up. the Dolphins will get the chockies there. And then, obviously, down in Canberra, we spoke to Zorks before. Lions uh, versus the Giants. That's a huge game for the Lions. If they win that one, they go to 4-2 and two and... Their top four charge is back on, Jakey. It is, mate. It is. It's uh, it's good to see the the city of Brisbane and the Gold Coast buzzing at the moment. We just need the Gold Coast Suns to pull their finger out and win a few more, and we'll uh, we'll be flying. Well, hopefully, we've got something to look forward to next week with the Gold Coast Suns win after they take on the Roos on Sunday afternoon down at Metricon. That's all we've got time for. Saturdays in the southeast. Shale, Jake, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back again next week, buddy.